0: Employee well-being is not a buzzword or a passing craze. Without people, your idea will never grow into a successful business, and you wouldn't have a career ladder to climb up. Never be fooled by the idea that they need you more than you need them. In theory, anyone can pay their bills. If you want your business to succeed, you have to remember something very simple. When you hire someone, you take on their psychological, emotional, and physical parts because that's who they are. That's how a person is built. Whilst it's their skills and experience that will drive your business forward, it's the person with these amenities that does the peddling. Yet, in a time where employee happiness is one of the most spoken about topics in the business sector, only a third of businesses have a wellbeing strategy in place. This is according to the 2016 CIPD and Simply Health Absence Management Survey. Care is not a luxury. It's an integral part of building a workforce that's loyal, enthusiastic and dedicated to building a great and profitable business. Think about the multiple conversations you've had with your friends and families about their experiences in employment. You're pleased for them when you hear they're working in a nice, safe environment that's allowing your loved one to do well, and you're angry at the places where they're pulling down their self-esteem. If you've been told that one of your employees' loved ones is angry at the place they work, you need to start addressing why, and right now. Occasional staff parties and sporadic beer Fridays is not a well-being strategy. There's a huge misconception among business leaders in all sectors about what a well-being strategy actually is. In their defense, it's a new concept with multiple contradictory statistics and education on the matter. They really should have thought about it when they began employing people. This is key. Almost every business has a certain social element to it. It's incredibly common of course for there to be a staff party at Christmas and in the summer as well as the occasional bit of booze on a Friday. However, if this is the only way that you enable your employees to interact on a personal level your business will have a problem. It's here that I want to take you back to something I said earlier. When you hire someone you take on their psychological, emotional and physical parts of them too. In order to protect the well-being of your people, and therefore the well-being of your company, you need a strategy in place that supports your employees on all three of these levels. Number one, psychological. There's an old saying in the workplace, don't bring your baggage to work. The idea being that if something's happening in your home life, you should leave it at the door when you get to work. In many ways, this is a good way of thinking. If an employee is distracted at work by this situation, they're not working to their full potential. However, human psychology is far more complicated than that. There are some things that you simply can't leave at the door. This is where I must argue again how important it is for any business leader to put themselves into the shoes of an employee. We've all experienced heartache, struggle and loss at some point in our lives and had to go into work regardless. It can be a very isolating feeling. Consider the loyalty that you have to those who gave you the support at that time, whether it was a family, friend, or a past employer. Regardless of how talented your staff are, they have a life outside of your business that can sometimes become tumultuous. Your business needs to give them the safe space they need to handle it. This could be through flexi working, longer breaks, time to see counsellors, or investment in a mindfulness program. Number two emotional. Tying in nicely to the last point, as these things often do, 15% of the UK population suffer from anxiety and depression-related illnesses. This is according to an NHS study from 2016. 17 million working days were lost in 2016 due to struggles with these illnesses, costing the economy at least £2.4 billion, according to the UK Statistics Authority. Let's not ignore that these figures are invariably high. Not every employee feels comfortable admitting battles with their mental health to an employer. Only 47% of employees trust senior management, on average, after all. Everybody has mental health. It's the responsibility of the person to look after it, but when they sign a contract to work for your company, that responsibility falls on you too. Yet only 14% of businesses surveyed by the Institute of Directors has a formal mental health policy. Every manager in your business needs to be trained on how to support employees suffering poor mental health properly. An employee's relationship with their line manager has proven essential to improving their well-being. And point three, physical. Here's the simple part that every human is guilty of forgetting once in a while. Look after your body. The body holds the skills and experience that drives a business forward, after all. Invest in a sports program. Get a company football kit. Organize a 5 side with other local businesses. Offer reward schemes encouraging physical fitness. Implement walking meetings. Invest in ergonomic office furniture. Organizations with high levels of employee well-being outperform the stock market by around 2-3% per year over a 25-year period, according to the London Business School. To counteract, businesses with poor levels of employee well-being lose huge amounts of high staff turnovers, sick days, and in some cases, legal battles. The case for investing in the well-being of your staff is very clear. However, for the 54% of workplaces that don't have a formal well-being structure in place, it's the mindset of the employer that needs to change. When you start prioritizing the happiness of your team in the same way that you do of hitting targets, You start shaping a company culture that will lead your business towards a sustainable, profitable future.